0: Gear up as Cash Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the agency power
1: show. Hello, everyone. This is Cash Miller. I'm host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. And today I've got with me Harshit Jain of Picabo. And we're going to be talking competitive analysis. And, you know, what you need to be looking at when it comes to your competition, the campaigns they're running and the data, you know, that you can be getting from your campaigns and comparing. Okay, so Arshit, it's great to have you on the show. Tell us a bit about you and your agency.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for having me on your show. And for the next 30 minutes, I hope you like I hope. Uh, to show you and your listeners that how competitive analysis helps any startups or company beat their competition, even in their early stage. So, um, so my name is Arshad Jain. I am the founder and uh, head of growth at Picabo, and uh, we are a, a kind of a, we are a company where we are focused on and working with startups to scale their business um, in nine figures, ten figures, and using competitive analysis. As our superpower, and you know, we are providing marketing uh, end-to-end marketing solution to any startups who, or any, or, or even a mid-sized company who wants to scale um, scale their agency or startup. I'm sorry, but
1: <laughs> I forgot yeah, good. Got to... <laughs> yeah, sometimes on these podcasts we get uh, a little tongue-tied. Yeah, so we're talking competitive analysis today, though. Yeah, so let's start with. Um, yeah, I guess what people should be, you know, let, let's define it for everybody. So our shit, you know, like talk about the kind of things we should be looking at, you know, companies should be looking at when we're forming a competitive analysis, because this is, you know, this is their structure to this. We're looking at certain things. So go through that for us a bit. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So whenever you know any company wants to create a competitive analysis or do a competitive analysis. Now see competitive analysis is part of a market research strategy. So if you're starting a business, then market research is something that is really crucial, right? Even if it is a you know any idea, you have to research before implementing it. So competitive analysis comes in the beginning, but it is kind of a strategy and it is kind of an ongoing process which needs to be done for every every month right now how do you you know uh, just like you said that how we should strategize in terms of if somebody wants to do a competitive analysis first thing is identifying your competitors when you start with the market research in the beginning you should identify your top three or top at least five competitors uh, who you think that are the right one to target then once you have them have them like you can start by doing by doing checking out their website Right. You can identify direct or indirect competitors. Right. And then you can analyze your competitors, strength, weakness, opportunities and threats like sort analysis. And uh, once you've done that, then you can, you know, identify what kind of target segments they have been targeting. Right. You can go to check their reviews like you can use G2 Crowd or any review platforms to identify where what are the weakness, their software, their product has or there are many other ways you can do it, like if you want to identify the pricing models. And if the companies are registered in U.S. and they have been filing SEC, SEC filings, then you can kind of, you know, go do SEC filing on their website. You can check out all the pricing, the revenues they have been producing, right? So through there, you can identify, you know, the you know, market, you know, I think market capital, like uh, kind of from, uh, how much is the, you know... Uh, Addressable market is and how much is the you know um, um, amount of revenue your competitors are generating and how you can compete with them. Just like I can give an example, like if, if you if it's a food in the food delivery industry, and your competitive analysis, the most focused competitors would be the you know delivering uh, like focus on delivering fast food. That that would be the most focused uh, area. However, you can identify the gap in the market for healthy meal options delivered quickly like startups can shape you know early stage strategy for providing nourished uh, you know kind of a nutrition meal delivery mm-hmm. that health conscious customers leveraging so th- this kind of a thing you can identify by identity you know you have to find every time when you're doing competitive analysis you need to find some gaps even if it is a small thing the gap you identify how you can use it for your business that's the idea. You know, like it's not always copying what they have been doing but also identifying what's a
1: better thing you can do so yeah. I mean, that's the idea is, you know, identifying competitors, you know, and every market you're going to have a lot of competitors potentially, but you're, you know, it's who are your closest ones? Who are the ones that are like the the biggest ones? Because, you know, for, in the case of local businesses, you're going to have some that are larger players, just larger companies. They could be franchises. They could be, you know, just regional companies, but that have grown larger, have multiple locations and stuff, or in the case of service businesses, you know, you you find some that have hundreds of employees. And so, you know, you're you're really looking at them, you know, versus you know, the the guy down the street that's you know basically a solo operation or something. That's not necessarily the competition you want to be looking at. You know, technically he's a competitor, right. but you know, that's not like I said, they're not gonna take business away from you and you're not really worried about what they're doing. So you identify those top competitors, then from there, yeah, you're looking for gaps and weaknesses and stuff, you know to determine where if you made improvements, you know, it could be, you know, service related improvements, um, where you see something that they're consistently doing wrong, you know, it's checking reviews, things like that. So you can see what are the complaints, you know, what are they doing that people don't like, so that for one, you don't repeat that kind of a mistake. And then two, maybe you can capitalize on it because you can figure out a way to if you were working for them essentially fix the problem, you know, so I say, so you can um, offer something that maybe they're not. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Exactly. Like something which uh, even, you know, sometime if you say
0: in service industries, many companies, just like in marketing companies, many people are doing the same thing, but the thing Mm -hmm. is that the, how do you sell, how do you provide the service and how, what are the things you have been doing differently than others that, you know that uh, I think uh, captures more of the audience. Um, so that's 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 the key. Yeah.
1: Okay. So if you're taking and you know you're identifying the weaknesses within a company and you and whatever the gaps may be, how do you take that then and turn it into a unique, you know, like a USP, a unique selling proposition for yourself? Yeah, because. Now you, so I say, you figured out something that either an individual competitor is doing wrong, maybe multiple competitors are doing wrong. Now you want to leverage it to your benefit. So how do you go about doing that?
0: Yeah, so that's a really nice question because you see, uh, you will find many weaknesses, right? You will find few weaknesses that are that are really obvious that you should do it, right? Like you should, you like you have heard of them, and people are your. Customers are telling you should have it on your product, but sometimes, uh, if that is something, if a competitor is doing, uh, it's not doing something, and you ha- you have identified their weakness. Now, before implementing, you have to, you know, realize and understand and do a research that really the audience need this thing. Is it really a pain point for what you are offering? Because uh, if your product is, uh, you know, offered to a different sort of target and your competitors are, have that similar target audience, but the pain point is different for your product. Then you, before implementing any weaknesses in your USP, you have to identify uh, the customer's pain points too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the customer, do really, they, do they really need them? And if they say, like, if you say, by checking out all the reviews, and you identify okay this is the weakness and this is something which my product can solve and let's implement the solution and let implement this feature in the next pipeline and you know and you release that product and you again can gain a lot of customers from there right so that is something which is a like 10 on 10 on your competitive analysis but sometimes mm-hmm. some features you implemented that they really that didn't, didn't really you know sell or work for many companies so it really matters that which feature is you know, um, is focused, like, kind of, uh, you know, aligned to your mission and goals of your company. Right.
1: Yeah, let's yeah. let's switch gears for a little bit. Um, you know, let's take it and reframe it a little bit as far as startups, too, because, you know, when you have an established business, they have certain processes already down. They've got, you know, a way of doing things, okay? They're also going to have, you know, more of a history you know, they'll they'll have more insight about the competitor, you know, because of the fact that, you know, naturally they're going to compete against them in the marketplace um, at certain times, you know, for business, whether they realize they're competing or not. You know, it depends on the type of business. Right. You know So but if you're a startup, you're going to you're really you're starting from scratch, obviously, you know, you're you don't even have like your service is just getting rolling. Yeah. So are there things that, you know, or a way that you would be looking at it differently compared to an established business? Yeah. You know, so that, cause you would want to maybe go, you know, even more in depth for one you know, to be able to figure out, you know, cause you have the chance to come out the gate and do it really well. Okay. If you, you know, yeah. but what's the difference, let's like, say established businesses, it can be harder to adjust startups when they're just getting going have a lot more flexibility because they're still in that let's perfect the service or the product stage right
0: yeah yeah i think uh startups are really flexible i agree with you because uh, when they're starting up they they can do multiple things they can you know change the whole business model or everything they have they have full control and but but when it's when it comes to a well-established brand now, there, when when it comes to well-established brand, they are not actually competing on major major things like see features and uh, all those things that can be developed, right? That is something could be a one factor of that. But they are majority majority of the time they are competing with their competitors are of quality, pricing, and yeah. innovation. Like these are some of the main points. They are like if they have they are providing something innovative, something differently from the market, right? Like chatgpt so, so that they have all these features, like they were tools, they were having these features, they were having these quality, but the innovation and all, you know, that, that really matters. So many startups or established companies are majority of the time are competing on the pricings and yes. the customer support, because I've seen like I work with some of the companies who are just uh, the pricings are really not like they're, they're really same. There's not a lot Mm -hmm. of change in the pricing, but the problem is with the customer service. And customer service who is providing best, they are winning the game. So sometimes when you're established in the business, now it's the, you know, in in the operations, when you have established a team, and you have a running 100 people team, then the most important thing that matters is operation, serving your existing customers, providing them a good support on service, and, you know, nurturing them so that you can retain your all you know you can you can generate business from your existing customers and that's why the majority of the well-established companies are looking at these factors pricing
1: Mm.
0: quality of service and some of the innovation
1: yeah well you make a a good point about messaging and stuff because depending on the field you're going into a lot of the you know the established companies often are saying the same things you know, they're, they don't have necessarily, I mean, some businesses, it can be very hard to establish what is unique about the business, what is different. Yeah. Especially the longer you operate, because everybody gets used to saying kind of the same thing over and over again. (laughs) I like to, I always like the heating and air conditioning uh, companies and stuff. Yeah. If you think about Mm. 99% of them basically seem to have something, you know, like red and blue logos, you know, Um, (laughs) and they're going to have something that is like, you know, snowflakes and thermometers. And, you know, like when they do their branding and stuff, the messaging is always like basically the same. And it's very hard to differentiate. Yeah. um, We as an agency do some truck driver like recruiting. For companies and stuff mm. that need drivers. And so mm. I I say that the problem with it is everybody says exactly the same thing. You know, so how mm. how is a company supposed to differentiate itself? And so if you're a startup, you have the chance to, you know, you're on the outside still looking in. And if you take that in-depth, you know, uh, look into what your competitors are doing, you can also, you know, go beyond the three or four that you might look at and start to look for the trends you know that happen within an industry so that you can avoid them so you don't become part of that. You know, because a lot of those trends are based on things that you know I say brand messaging and stuff like that, that it's just really obvious that you think you to do. But that's the problem. You know, it's the easy ideas yeah. essentially.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Because many, many I think many established companies look very similar and there just changes the messaging. So I agree.
1: Yeah. Like I say, And so that's the problem. So if you're a startup, you know, you have an opportunity in front of you to look at it from a different point of view. Yeah. You know, another thing you need to be doing too, like I say is play the customer. You know, if like I say, if you're, mm-hmm. like I say, if it's a competitive, you know, don't always think about it. Okay. You know, as a, another company, you know, yes, you're another business in the same field. you got to, you know, kind of go through the process. If I was, you know, doing the buying, you know, and I needed this service or this product or something, what is going to, you know, Mm -hmm. and you go through multiple companies, think of it, you know, I say from that consumer's point of view, what stands out about the messaging, you know, or the companies and stuff that says, hey, I would want to contact this company, because that's what you're looking for is, you know, basically, it's like, you know, you look for what is the same, but you're also trying to identify what is it that they're trying to do differently, you know, that makes them unique. If you can't, you know, see if it's there. Sometimes, you know, they may be trying something and it may not be obvious. If you can't spot it, yeah, you know, then that's an issue for them. But, you know, and the and the same thing goes with you. If you're trying to differentiate yourself, get with other people and have, you know, say, hey, you know, we do this. All of yeah. these other companies do this. Yeah, and and see if they can spot it. So, because you might have a great idea of what can separate you from everybody else, but just because you end up thinking it's a great idea, you need to ask other people if, if they can even spot what you're thinking. Yeah, you
0: know? exactly. You know that that really matters. Like, um, just like you said that. Uh, the messaging and, and and you know sharing with others so that they can also spot the same idea so it's 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 kind of a, a part of uh, this comparative analysis also when so because taking all these reviews doing interviews for the companies who are into their industry and customers doing interviews for the customers their existing customers um we get a lot of um you know kind of uh, ideas from the customer itself how they want to you know serve how they want to be you know yeah. serviced yeah
1: yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things you can do, but, you know, separate yourself, but let's say, so let's talk balance though. Okay. Cause in, you know, if you think about, you know, you're a new startup or a young company or whatever, and you're trying to differentiate yourself, you know, there's, there's certain things you may emulate about, you know, from your competitors, what the things that they're doing, but you also got to stand out on your own, you know, it, Like you end up with, you know, you spot things that you think are successful for them. Yeah, and so how far do you go in emulating, you know, what another company, you know, what a competitor (laughs) is doing, you know, versus standing out and making sure you're also unique. Cause it's a a fine balance between the two. You know, cause you can essentially Mm -hmm. copy everything, you know, that you identify of your competitor, but then you look just like them and you're not standing out, you know, you're not any different.
0: Yep, yep. So yeah so i can give you an example like we have worked with uh, one of a luxury brand in sustainable company and uh, initially um, initially they were they were kind of a luxury brand okay now they they were they were also kind of in a startup uh, and when they when they were growing and that's how we met and we did a competitive analysis for them and uh, they they really want to you know put uh, because there were many companies many similar companies to what they were offering like it's it was a fashion industry now you know fashion industry Very common, very uh, competitive industry where any new startup needs to be really needs to have a lot of capital, a lot of funding to sustain and to grow. But they were they were not having a lot of funding and capital, and they really want to put their you know they want really want to be very unique from what was going on in the market. Now, what we did we did a competitive analysis and we kind of identified the customer experience from their competitors and then we highlighted all those competitors we also found that some of the uh, products their competitors were having and were not being served to the customer's pain point what they were having like if it mm-hmm. if it is a uh, alpaca brand if it is an alpaca or maybe a you know a clothing brand of, made of alpaca so it's really expensive so it it, uh, it was something which was not been said or messaging was not correctly being, you know, delivered to the customers. Like customers yeah. were saying that we really need something eco-friendly, sustainable. And it is sustainable. It is eco-friendly. But the customers, the competitors were not putting out that messaging. They were like more into a luxury brand that we are a luxury brand. We are a luxury brand. So uh, we work with that startup and uh, fashion industry. And what we did, competitors were only focusing on trendy clothings and uh, fa- focus or just for fashion and trading and luxury. Right. So now what we did, we identified that sustainable and eco-friendly is a messaging which is missing. Now we need to position yourself, your brand into a sustainable and eco-friendly or maybe we can say a sustainable luxury brand or sustainable mm-hmm. eco-friendly luxury brand so that this way you will be identified as different. All the your products are similar, but you would be identified as a different, and uh, that's how you know we craft a value proposition around that offering, like stylish, sustainable fashion choices. You know, we're effectively differentiating itself from the competition. So that's how we identify, and that's how you know you any any company or any industry wants to do, they can identify. Like uh, sometimes the products have everything, but the messaging and words are something that just like we discussed, like that's that's the key.
1: Well, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, they say you're and that is what you're trying to do with your competitors, you're identifying how they're doing their messaging, so that you can figure out, you know, basically angles of your own that they don't, you know, they don't cover. Um, and sometimes, you know, in, in some cases, depending on how many competitors, you know, you have in a given space and such, and which yeah, ones you think are really matter. direct competitors, you know, which ones you think, think are direct competitors, you still have the issue like you can, it can be hard to identify your message. So in some cases, you have to go with messaging that maybe someone else is using, but it's not oversaturated either. You know, you're not, you like mm-hmm. say, sustainability, a lot of companies use that as part of their, you know, messaging and such to help them stand out. So you can have competitors that are actually using it, but it can be a matter of how well they're using it, how much they're kind of like leaning in. Is it at the forefront or is it just one piece of the things that they're, you know, One thing that they're saying amongst others, yeah. so you have, you know, different opportunities are going to be identifiable, you know, with it. And, but know that, you know, often, because depending on how many companies you have in a given space, there's not necessarily going to be anything that's exactly unique. Okay. What you might be identifying are the things that are not overused, you know, to help set you, you know, apart from everybody else. And it can be a combination Mm -hmm. of things too. You know, I say it can be, yes, we're luxury, but we're sustainable, you know, so you've got stuff like that you can do.
0: Yeah. And also, uh, I want to add on this, like the messaging, even if you've identified the similar messaging, right, but how you present it, how you design, like the branding, how you brand that message and the elements on your website, that also matters somewhere. So when you're when we're doing competitive and we also identify how the design looks like, is is it modern is it really you know the ui experience is really nice or not and there are many other features like ui experience and and how's the customer journey from starting adding the, the product into cart and buying it so yeah those are some of actually the other
1: elements too yeah that's a really good point because it's also you know you're not just looking at the messaging you're looking at how they um, put the message out there you know, so you're looking at their marketing materials, you're looking at what they're doing on their website, but also what they might be doing in any kind of like, yeah, depending on what, it, what it is. Like I say, if it's a fashion brand, yeah. it could be in-store, you know, in-store related items. It could be advertisements because, you know, like, you know, if they were, if a company was advertising on Facebook, you can see the kind of ads that they run. Yeah. Hmm. And same thing when it comes to like programmatic and whatnot. So different advertising outlets, You know, you can see how they're portraying the message. What are they doing? So you can take it further and figure out ways to stand apart from them. Even though you're talking about the same thing, you can do it, you know, I say design wise differently, the way you're wording things, you know, I say, so you start to take that deeper dive. Yeah. Um, In the case of, so if you're going into that deeper dive, okay. So on the surface, we're looking at, you know, what are people like focused on with, you know, their services, their products and stuff like say your example of, you know, everybody says they're a luxury. Good. So you, uh, you go say, yes, we're luxury, but we're sustainable. All right. So can you take it deeper, you know, go deeper than that? You know, so I say, you know, how, I guess, how much do you start to embed your message and build everything around?
0: so what i'm understanding so you mean uh, deeper more on how 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 we do uh, we did competitive analysis or once you yeah. do a competitive analysis apart from yeah inside. how far
1: yeah how far down on the competitive analysis i guess do you go you know when you're looking at competitors and stuff you know to make sure because like i say some spaces can have a lot so how much i guess the real question is like how much do you have to invest in this? How far do you go with it to really start to understand, you know, your competition mm-hmm. in the space? Because you can end up right. with a lot of companies. You could be going against really mm. large companies too. Yeah. And you know, when I say fashion, there's some massive companies, right? You mm. know, that you could end up competing yeah. with and you're trying to differentiate, or are you trying to like segment, yeah, depending on how you yeah. know your company is positioned, mm-hmm. or like you can have a luxury yeah. brand that does all of these products, right, and you only do a portion of them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I, uh, that actually, that's a really nice question because, um, uh, uh, because if you see, every industry is different, right? And In every industry competitive analysis will be different. So if you say fashion industry, it's the fashion industry. Competitive analysis would be more on the messaging, more on designing, more on products clicks the pictures the social media profiles right uh, how does their social media profile looks like uh, how much they have been investing on advertisement how like you can take uh, you can go to facebook library on ads you can see what kind of ads they have been doing how how still how the pictures looks like now now when it comes to different industry just take an example for if it is a saas-based product if it is a saas-based technology company and they want to market they want to position themselves in the uh, very competitive market right um and uh, the first thing they have to do it is understanding the pricing model of their competitors now if you have seen that there's one way of finding any pricing of any competitors on through google like if you see if you search for price of uh, you know, price and in double inverted comma, you search the competitor's name, and you use file type colon PDF. Now mm-hmm. Google will give you all the PDF materials on those pricings, and you will be able to see the competitors pricing if it has been you know because because that thing has not been you know added um, in Google ranking or you know the search console but uh, mm-hmm. this is something is in the dark web where you can find all the pricings so pricing is one factor then you also need to make sure that uh, the feature and product usability like it should be usable like if, if people are paying you then it should be you know usable like if the product uh, is not usable then it's not wings so there's no point of right. uh, you know even uh, selling it because it should be very mm-hmm. useful and it should provide some value in the end, like people, ha- it should be helping. Like if you are using ChatGPT, then it helps you in some of the way. It saves your time, although you have to rework on a lot of things after it is generated. But it saves a lot of time for you, or you know, getting some innovative ideas. So, yeah. Uh, other factors like how deep we uh, go is that uh, it depends on which industry you are doing competitive analysis, because each every industry have a different type of a strategies to do it, like uh, uh, if you say SaaS-based product, then we have to go to G2 Crowd, check all those reviews, Trustpilot, have, you know, checking the customers, what customers are saying. And if you want to know the pricings and the revenue models, then we need to go to the SEC filings. If it is a US registered company, then we can find all those things there. And, um, you know, it, it also depends like if it is a uh, uh, government-based, like if, it, if, the, if the company is dealing with government, Federals, Then you have to go to GSA. You can find all the pricing list over there, which kind of pricings they've been working there. So there are many other ways you can find the pricing, but also uh, the messaging, then uh, which type of collaterals they have been making, type of blog they're posting, and what kind of, you know, uh, how much their CEOs are active on LinkedIn. That also matters.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's a number of things you can do to really put together a <laughs> thorough analysis, you know, for each company. So, you know, business owners, you know, and people in marketing and stuff that, you know, they're going to do this. You have to expect that there's going to be some time and effort into this, you know, to make sure that, you know, um, and kind of, I, I was thinking about, cause you mentioned, you know, chat GBT and stuff. And, um, yeah i think of all the other ai products actually that have come out and if you do a competitive analysis and you say well if we just copy chat gpt we're going to have a problem because they're saturating the market and then you have other large competitors like google's bard and stuff that are coming out that are essentially going to compete you know against each other well there you know that would Mm -hmm. on the surface that would say it's going to be really hard to break in with just another ai product so with, yeah. rather than them trying to do that, what you're seeing is, is um, differentiation in the AI product. So if I look at the top level and I say, well, I want to compete with chat, and then I see how good chat is and how much market saturation they have. And then you go, okay, now you've got Bard, and you're going to have other, some top line competitors who say, we can't compete with that. We can't compete with their resources. We can't compete with you know the staffs that they have or anything like that. So we're never going to create a better product. So rather than trying to do that, Let's create something special for the market, in which case, you know, you get other ones that are specific to design video. Yeah. You know? mm. Think of all the other AIs that are suddenly popping up, you know, that are, you know, um, allowing for specific functions and then building their own audiences because they say, hey, we're got one it. one of the only ones doing this. Got it. Yeah, got it. So-
0: exactly. I agree because, you know, so text-based AI products are a lot of like right now, they have the market is whole covered. Like, even if it is a new product, it's very difficult to, you know, enter it to this uh, like competitive market. But if you create something on top of AI, like AI, like right now, AI avatar are very much like mid journey and other products. Yeah. I mean, right now, they are, they, and there are many other multiple products based on AI. So I think uh, the market is going more on taking on. AI is taking on each of the industry. Right now, it was just text-based. Now it is coming on other areas too. So definitely, there are a lot of things to do. But the text, text-based AI has been done.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's kind of the idea is like it's, it has mm-hmm. been done. And if you do a proper competitive analysis, you'll realize that. It, but you also realize that there is room in the AI market for other products. But they're going to yes. have to be yes. specific to certain types of things. Midjourney is a good example, since that one's specifically for design, yeah, and can generate a lot of things, you know, using AI. Well, great. So now you have something, and you have still a huge audience, huge community of people that could use that product, yeah, and you don't have anybody else necessarily doing anything yet. So you have the chance to be first market, you know, for something there, and there's a lot of opportunities, you know, because there's tons of. Industry, especially SaaS based stuff, you know, in this particular example, where Mm -hmm. you can be very disruptive. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Well, this has been a great conversation. Um, You know, how would people get a hold of you and your agency?
0: Give me one second. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for uh having me on the show the um, like uh, the show in the show notes um, you can you can you will see my you'll find my link if you want to book a call with me and uh, and I think uh, before we go cash uh, what was your biggest i would say aha moment or you know what was the biggest takeaway from today's conversation
1: well the aha moment you know let's say i think it's that Regardless of the size of the business, you can do competitive analysis, and there's value to doing it because you know you'll find ways to stand out. Yeah, you know, but you have to be willing to do it. it doesn't matter if you're a hundred million dollar or billion dollar company, yeah, you know, or you're you know someone that does you know uh, you know a hundred thousand a year. you, know, you can still uh, do something. Like I say, if you do that kind of analysis, you'll start to figure out where your own positioning can be, and that will help you grow better.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, awesome.
1: Okay, well, let's say this has been great. again, we've been talking competitive analysis. Yeah, and I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you for tuning into to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. This show was produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdeliver.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.